0: gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum welcome back to stardom quest the world's best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i know i said the world's best twice but however i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan
1: hello i am once again only semi-prepared so this is gonna be fun but you know it's it's it's, it we i got this i'm i'm the best podcaster in the business Uh, yeah
0: I would like to say that when the G1 ends he will get onto a better schedule but i cannot yes, be yes. sure of that.
1: I literally woke it's it's like um just for a little bit of background it's 2 p.m. where i live right now and i woke up 20 minutes ago. Uh so yeah it, it, the G1 really really got me like this. Um and i usually skip the main event so it's like yeah i, I just sleep a lot too. Yeah. So that's where i'm at. Fun. Yeah, but I'll, okay. I'll 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 be better. I'll be better when when it ends. Don't worry.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: <laughs> but then yeah, but close. then, best the Super Juniors. So I don't know about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gotta support El hey.
0: Desperado, man. And um, that New Japan shit. Like, what are you doing? We do a Stardom podcast. Like, Stardom should be your bay. That should be your number one. Uh,
1: tell them start doing live shows, and then
0: and I'll, then they will be my bay. <laughs> oh, well, we have. <laughs> we yeah. have. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Anyway, let's get into this. Uh, it's obviously we're in the middle of World Tag... Or not World Tag League, Jesus. Uh, the Goddess of Stardom Tag
1: <laughs> Look at that, look at that. Who's watching New Japan now, boy? Look at that. Huh?
0: I've Look that. for that. Mike.
1: World Tag-, <laughs> Tag
0: League.
1: You said World Tag League. It's Goddesses or Goddess of Stardom Tag League.
0: Yep. Uh, we're yep. two days deep into that. Uh, stardom they've only just got the first show up in its entirety yesterday they only one match up from the second card and um, honestly there's not a lot of point in us like going through a bunch of like three star tag matches so we're probably just gonna hit on like the better ones in our recap and then talk about like whatever happened at the shows uh to kick off though uh, there is one bit of news i think i, d- I don't think i missed anything but uh Stardom added a show at the uh, Mutsu Maida Arena on the November the 28th. So that's been added to their mm-hmm. schedule. It's a pretty big arena, but it's a sponsored show. So I'd say they probably got paid for it up front and they won't give away like huge matches. I'd say they'd be okay to sell a couple hundred tickets. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty notable addition, I guess, depending. Because if they do treat it like a big show, we could get like... Have like the Sendai show, then that, and then Edion within like the space of 30 days, which would be pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, um, it's what I've heard is that it's it's fairly bigger than Korokin, but it is not the size of Yokohama or of Edion, obviously, or of you know, um, I don't think it's even the size of Sendai Pit, so it's it's like right in the middle of like Korokin and like you know, Sendai Pit, so it's yeah, I don't know how they're gonna treat it, but we will see uh always love bigger shows because bigger shows are pretty cool so let's hope for the best as usual
0: indeed okay um with that let's get into our reviews i guess um so the first day of goddess of stardom tag League action was on october 10th it was at the eddianosaka arena number two uh good attendance 283 people not bad um the card, so Saki Kashima bet Mina Shirakawa. Hamika uh, beat Natsuko Tora by disqualification, because of course she did. Uh, the Donna Del Mondo team of Natsupoi and Siuri beat the stars team of Saya Ida and Tam Nakano in non-tournament action. Uh, this was actually kind of a fun match. I watched this one not long before recording. Uh, Natsupoi and Tam had some pretty good exchanges in it, and they worked it was a pretty like good tag match. It's nothing you have to go out of your way to see, but I enjoyed it. Um the
1: Mackey has has been killing it. Like just like everything she's done so far has been really really good. Um except for starting an entire uh beef between Twitter and Facebook on the internet, but that's Uh but oh, yeah, geez. um it, she's she's been killing it lately. Um and yeah, I just think... like a lot of people were like, "Oh, I don't like start on poaching people and that's definitely fair Um, but I think that um me Mackie is the one like that like they should have done and I'm happy that they did it because she's absolutely fucking killing it
0: yeah she's doing pretty great like um I knew she was good obviously from that match with uh, Sari in January but she's definitely delivering so far in her stardom run and I'm pretty excited to see her and Azumi when they eventually wrestle um yes so the first match of tag league action was a uh, color pop against the mk sisters so uh goki can death making her uh, debut in this newest uh incarnation beat uh she pinned mayu with on a roll-up uh because that is pretty much what you'd expect from Yoniyama. i watched this match it is pretty fun uh mayu kept giggling to herself like she just could not believe death's new gimmick like she just kept laughing at it because uh, death is now a clown yeah. a happy clown <laughs> thanks to magic from both Tam and Mayu so stars created this monster and now it has beaten them so some payback right there
1: yeah um i'm I'm actually watching the match right now on mute because I like I said, I'm very unprepared. um, so I'm watching it right now. And I'm fucking loving it um but but it's it's actually really funny because we always say that we predict everything um like or we like, you know, manifest everything. I said last week that Mayu was the leader of the Losers Club, and now a clown just beat Mayu a week after I said that. And if you watched it, you know that the losers' club was the was the motherfuckers who the the clown beat the shit out of. Like, like it's like it's a yeah. It's a, I'm I'm I am on the booking team. Me and Rossi are homies. Um, <laughs> don't come at me for any of the bad things we've ever done. Uh, yeah, um, death, death, go again, death. It's it's great. I love it.
0: Indeed. Um... The next match was the Oedo Tai team of uh, B Priestley and Konami. They drew with uh, Sayakamitani and Utami Um It wouldn't be a starting without that. a draw, um, and yeah, this <laughs> went this went twenty minutes, and uh, I I could have watched it. I'll be honest, but I was finishing Sex Education on Netflix instead, and I feel like that's a pretty good, good choice show. On my part. That's yeah. a
1: good show. Yeah, yeah, I respect that choice. It's a that's that's a smart move by you.
0: Yeah, I don't even love the show that much. Ace of Butterfield just butters my croissant, and that is all I need to watch television these days because most shows are the same. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. The That's fair. main event, uh, the main event then was uh, Donald Almondo, uh, Julia, and Micah. They beat Azumi and Momo because Donald Almondo always win. Uh, this was I watched this. This was a pretty good match. Like the only match from this show that you should watch. It's the main event, obviously. Like Azumi and Momo are great. Uh, Mike micah's great and julia i mean she when she hits she's pretty great too <laughs> and i think all four of them it's funny how we there. always have
1: to do that though <laughs> like that's that's always like you like you look at like a, a a four-on-four match it's like man momo's great azumi's great utami's really getting there uh you know, Sayaka Mitani, she's, she does a fucking Phoenix Splash, fucking Shuri is one of the greatest of all time, fucking Micah is growing into her, like, Natsupoi, and then Julia is also good sometimes, it's like, <laughs> like, it sounds really bad, but it's also just, like, true, because she is really mm-hmm. good sometimes, but, like, it's, it, it sounds disrespectful when we say it, because it's like, there's so, there's so much good talent, and then, like, Julia is just, like, really good. And that, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm
0: just shitting on Julia today. It's very possible. <laughs> you best not keep up this Julia slander or else. Um, yeah, like, I know it definitely sounds bad, but when you think about it, like, Julia is one of the most inexperienced people in this match. Like, her third anniversary is in a few weeks, and she wasn't a natural athlete. Like, her background was in, like, beauty. Um, and she like worked in restaurants beforehand, so she's not exactly a lifelong athlete. So I can kind of understand that it might take her a bit longer to hit her peak. But like, even still, when she does do well, she's pretty good, which is all you can ask, really.
1: Yeah, for sure. I like, like I said, she's really good. It's just like it's that's always it's always funny whenever there's like a tag match that we're talking about, and it's like, it's like, man, Micah's killing it. Man, Shuri <laughs> is great. Man, Mayu's killing it. Man, whoever the hell she's facing is killing it. Momo and Azumi and and everybody. And then it's like, and Julia is also pretty good. <laughs> and that's all. And it's like a, It's just it's just funny. But yeah. Uh, also, didn't watch that match because, you know, but you're too busy watching. Oh, my I'm sure Lost it was spray. great because. I did not watch Will Ospreay. I specifically mm. tune out and look at my phone and watch TikToks while yeah, Will yeah, Ospreay matches yeah, it around. Yeah, yeah, except for the whatever. finish. Except for the whatever. Except for the finish cause Jeff Cobb squished him like a fucking grape and it was hilarious.
0: But let's okay. Let's move on. I'm very interested in that. But yeah, we will talk about that after. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was the entire first show. Um, the second show then was the next day on October 11th. Uh, it was in Shinkyba first ring. There's only 140 people here, which is a pretty bad number for stardom, I think. I don't know if that's like restrictions. I feel like they've done better there lately. Um, this show, yeah, there's only low. one match. Yeah, it, like. I don't know. Maybe it was just late in the day or something, because that can sometimes have an effect on these shows. But yeah, so this show only has one match uploaded. Um, it's just the main event is up so far, so we can't really talk about much else, but we'll run down the results. So the uh, opening match was Momoz beating uh Wingori. The second match then was the Donna Del Mondo team of Julia, Micah, and Natsupoi beating Riho, Okikin, Death, and Rena. Who, yeah, Rena's in stars now, yeah. Uh, the next match then was Black Widows. They beat the MK sisters, so my own Starlight Kid have no points, uh, even though I thought they'd be the favorites to win their block, but however. Uh, Dream H beat the Devil duo. And then in the main event, uh, Grab the Top beat Aphrodite. So uh, Hamika got that win back over Saya and Utami. And then after the match, Hamika challenged Julia to a white belt match on the 29th. Yes.
1: Or is it 28th? Because I know that, or or it's one of those two, because I know they're both in her home prefecture. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, it's, that's, it's that's the parking show. Um, I was gonna say. Oh, okay, so yeah. It... Oh, then never mind. I don't, I don't fucking know anything. But what I was gonna say was, um, what was I gonna say? That's why. You... Oh, Aphrodite. They have no. They have one point. Like so they haven't won. And I feel like that's just like I feel like they run back that story every single year. That the champions just get beat in tag league a lot. Like they don't. They're nowhere near winning ever. Um, at least that's how it's been since I've been watching since, what was it, 2018? Um, I forget if it was 2017 too, but you know, like it's, it's like the tag champs never look good during tag league ever. And it's quite funny, but it's also quite like upsetting because Aphrodite kind of goes crazy.
0: Um, uh, okay. So yeah, the, uh, grab the top versus Aphrodite match was good, obviously given all four people involved. Um, was another one that it maxed out at 15 minutes that seems to be how this tag league is going like matches aren't going that long which is always a welcome sign except for that 20 minute draw but you know that's going to happen um i think the biggest piece of news is that like the Hemika challenging Julia for Corkin because i feel like that's a pretty big match
1: oh yeah for sure um you know inner ddm feud type of thing we saw it in um in grand prix and now they're doing it again uh i forget if their grand prix match was good or not um i'm i've watched so much fucking wrestling that i completely forget um but i'm sure this one will be good as long as it doesn't go 59 minutes or some bullshit like that uh so yeah i'm, I'm excited enough for it
0: i don't know yeah i think um we can maybe talk about this cuz we don't have a lot else to discuss but i think somebody mentioned that like julia is already having to look to her own faction for credible challengers and i think that's a very valid point
1: yeah jesus yeah it's 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 tough i that's a good point but it's also not because it's like um jumbo was wasn't she the first person to beat Julia? So that just sort of makes sense. A
0: singles match, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's like, I can't really fault it as much as like, it's not like, oh, she's looking to her. Like, it's more so that it's just like, well, she's going down the, the order of who she has to beat now. Um, so I get it. Uh, can't wait for that uh, Julia versus Konami 6 <laughs> this year. Because, um, <laughs> you know, can't wait for that. But yeah, um, I don't mind it. I don't think that it's that offensive. I think it makes sense, and yeah, I'm fairly excited for it. Um, hopefully my my Jumbo Queen uh wins. I know she won't, but you know, I I I love me some Jumbo. She's my girl. So yeah, uh, it's a pretty exciting match. I I I, I don't think that um criticism is really valid because, like I said, uh, just like my use facing Takumi, who is. Not in the company, so it's like you could basically get the same criticism that it's like, "Oh, so she's facing people outside of the company like where like who does she have left?" and it's like, well, she has people left. it's just that this is who she's facing first, you know, and I don't know I feel like I feel like stardom is so easy to criticize <laughs> for so many people yeah. that it's like anything is very critiquable um and some of them is like they should be critique critiqued because they fuck up on quite a bit but uh certain things like this i think are perfectly valid and make perfect sense honestly
0: yeah i mean i think it's a bit too early for that criticism but i definitely understand it to a point because i think like all of the draws and all the dqs are making it really hard for them to elevate people because it feels like they're trying to protect like 10 people at once and you really just can't protect everyone because like all of ddm is untouchable. Way to tie, they try not to have them take, like, actual losses. And then Mayu is protected as well, as well as Utami and Saya. So it just feels like nobody ever moves up. And I think, like, if they keep giving away big matches, they are just going to run out of credible challengers. Because obviously, like, Momo can challenge whoever, but she doesn't feel hot at the moment. And, I mean, Azumi could challenge somebody, but as well, like, she's taken a few losses, and she doesn't feel credible enough to, like, win a belt like that. I feel like they are just lacking enough challengers who you could go. Okay, they could conceivably beat Julia or beat Mayu. Uh, it's less of a problem for Mayu because obviously you have like Takumi and Utami who I think could conceivably beat her for it. But definitely for Julia, like I think maybe you're. It's a long term thing for her where it's she's not going to have a credible challenger all that often until like the person who takes it off her.
1: Yeah, I was always thinking that um, Tam was going to be white belt champion at some point in the future. But I don't see that anymore. Um, and I don't hope it anymore as long as Julia's is champion. Um, so I felt like that was just like the direction of the white belt was that it's like, oh, Tam's going to win it. Um, like even before Arisa left, I was like, oh, Tam's going to beat Arisa or Tam's going to beat the person who beat Arisa. Like that was always my my thought process. And then Arisa um, retired. And I was like, oh, so Tam's definitely winning it now and she, she she didn't and um she still hasn't and she has challenged like 17 times um so I don't see that happening. I also think that um whether we like it or not, Natsuko Tora and I like it cuz I do at the end of the day like Natsuko, even if it's hard to sometimes. Um I think that she definitely I I see her winning the red belt in the next year um and like there's no doubt in my mind that at some point she wins uh so or the Wipeout, depending on which one she wants to challenge for. Um, oh Mikey either. But wait, 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 hold on, sorry. I'm um I'm watching the show in the background that I missed and Momo just whacked Azumi with the with the fucking <laughs> with the flag on accident. And Azumi just looked at her like, What the fuck, bro? Like <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, so I, I think that there's enough challengers. I could definitely see why. It's it's definitely a bigger issue than it was in pe- the past because I feel like they handled their roster and roster management better back in the day. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a matter of, you know, we all want the past back and it's never coming back, you know, all that sad shit. But it's... It's definitely it's definitely a possible issue, but I don't see it as an issue yet, like you said. um, it could be in the near future though.
0: That's fair. um it's definitely all I think the discourse that could be had around that. I just think it's definitely an interesting thing to maybe keep tabs on. Um, let's see so oh, yeah, yeah there's sure. there's two shows this weekend uh the first one is on saturday the 13th it's at the uh kanazawa distribution hall uh i'm going to assume that's a small venue i i don't really know there's yeah, only imagine. yeah there's uh there's only two matches announced so far it's uh devil duo against Momoa's and then uh, crazy bloom versus color me pop and I think both of those are probably predictable enough. Like, I think the Double Duo don't have points yet, so I could see them getting the win to get off the mark. And then Crazy Bloom will probably be Color Me Pop because, uh, well, it's DDM, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, I, I really, Um, I feel like I really like uh, Death versus DDM. Uh, we talked about, you know, uh, um, what was it? Arriba Death Chi? Uh, back in oh, the day, yeah. <laughs> what a, what an old meme! Now it's been like a month, but um, but no, like I really like them together. I feel like they work well together because DDM is typically serious, but they're very they're very ready to be funny sometimes. So I think that them working with Death is always fun, and Rio's great. Um, so I think this could all be really a, a fun match overall. Um, if indications of their of Color Me Pop's first match is anything to go off of, um, I'm I'm excited for that match. Uh, Double Duo versus Momolaz is probably going to make me upset, because, you know, either zoom or Momo's getting pinned, at best, um, <laughs> so I must say get DQ'd, which is also a very, very, very real possibility, so it's, it's another 080 time match, so yeah, let's, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. Um... So that's that show. um th- Those are the only two matches announced. So there's uh, not a lot else to go on. Uh, the next show, then, is the very next day. It's at Cork and Hall. It's really a two match show. Like, there's not a lot of noteworthy stuff here. I guess the third from the top is kind of an interesting match. Um, but the opener there is. Uh, Six person tag match. It is Riho, Starlight Kid, and Hanan against Gokigan Death, Hina, and Rina. So, um, almost all of Stars' uh, representation here, although Riho technically isn't in Stars, and uh, neither is and, Hina. And
1: Hina is in, yeah, Queen's Quest. I, I, I tweeted this, but it's real true that Hina's gonna be having a bad, a bad time here because she's like, like, She's the no nonsense twin, if you will, um, so mm-hmm. she already doesn't like teaming up with Rena now she has to team up with a fucking clown <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just imagine she's just gonna be like, "Yeah, fine. I want to be with my friends, and that's yeah, so i'm I'm excited for that one, but I think that's gonna be a pretty i think I think death is absolutely killing it lately, and I think that everything she does is pretty fun, so. Anytime we talk about Deathmatch, my my preview is going to be, it's probably going to be pretty fun. Um, <laughs> and I think this one's going to be pretty fun too.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a good thing as well for them to wrestle with somebody as experienced as Yoniyama. Like, she can obviously impart a lot of knowledge to younger wrestlers. Like, I think when she was in Jan, she did that a lot. Like, she was teaming with uh, Ruaka and like Onozaki quite a bit to kind of help them come along. And she definitely serves the same role everywhere she goes. I think it's a really good role for her because she is so consistent. And I think if I was wrestling with her, I would love to pick her brains because she just seems like an absolute genius of a performer. So uh, hopefully uh, this sort of stuff does Rena and Hina some good in their development. Um, I hope, I pray that they talk shit about Hanan and the pre-match promo again because that rules last time. And I want more of that.
1: Yeah, I'd fucking love that. Like if, <laughs> like that's the, yeah. Like we we talk about that all the time because that's like one of the that's probably best promo of the year. It probably took over from Kagetsu and Mayu talking about their dogs because that shit just went crazy with them being like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck about my sister, fuck her. I don't care if she came back. I'm still gonna beat her and Mayu's ass." And it's like, "What the fuck? You're like 13? Chill out." But yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully they do talk shit about Hana because that's always fun. Um, I don't think we're going to get to see the, uh, the music this time because, you know, there's, so that sucks. But I, I think I've, I think I've been over, like, over exposed to the, to the ringstar theme. Yeah. over indulged in the ringstar theme. Um, it's like, I, I don't even realize that it's like, I feel like, I feel like it was so quick that it came back and that I just like, um, I started taking it for granted again. Um. Because now she's going to be in tag matches pretty much primarily, and I'm not going to be able to hear it. So that kind of sucks. But, you know, uh, that's just a me thing. You guys don't have to care about what the fuck I'm going through. <laughs>
0: Jesus. That <laughs> got
1: real dark, and I didn't even mean it to, but, you know, it happened. <laughs> I like how
0: uh, I like how in this podcast I'm like the bright spark, which never, ever happens. <laughs> and Killen's just depressed all the time. Uh,
1: yeah you know it's it's like that sometimes man it's just it'd be it'd be like that uh that's true this this crazy this this crazy bloom versus momoa's match is really good i'm really enjoying it like and i'm like i'm only like half paying attention i was like damn yeah, this is a good match uh, yeah, yeah it was so. pretty
0: good aside <laughs> from like a few odd parts where like julia and micah weren't well oiled in their tag stuff but otherwise it was definitely a good match um this Trios match, anyway, uh, I think it's obvious Riho, Starlight Kid, and Hanan are going to win, because, obviously, like, Rina and Hina, they're just there to kind of take the pinfalls these days. Um, yeah, it should be a fun opener. Yeah, the... like I said, fun stuff. Death is fun. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, the next match is uh, Saeida against Tam Nakano. Um, this is an interesting match. Like, I think it could be good, but it definitely depends on Tam more than Saya. Yeah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I, yeah, feel like, I, just... I
1: feel like they put Tam in positions to fail more so than she's bad, but they have not been putting her in positions to, like, look good lately. Um, and by lately, I mean, like, since Cinderella tournament. You know, like, since before COVID. Like, they have not been putting her in positions to, like, look like a f- good wrestler. And it's kind of a shame, because she is a good wrestler. I always enjoyed her, and I think that she's really, really good. But they've really not been, like, shining her bright spots, I guess. And I feel like this match is not going to shine her bright spot either. Um, And, like I said, no no, no disrespect to Ida. I just don't think that this is the match that's, like, going like, to... It's It's not going to make Tam look any better... And that's sort of what they need right now because she's supposed to be like sort of, sort of important, even if she isn't like a champion or she the upper upper echelon. I can't talk. Um, even if she isn't up there yet, it's she's they still want her to look good,
0: and I don't know if this match is going to do it. That's fair. Um, I think it's mostly this is just here to give Tam a win because obviously she's, she's coming off that loss to Julia, so they probably want to for a few wins to make her look good again so i guess it'll serve that purpose oh yeah that's true i mean you know uh, a win's a win match. after all indeed the next match then is uh Minas versus himika uh i don't have high hopes for this one i hope himika can just put her away and do the power bomb and get the win um I have this horrible feeling that one of these singles matches is going to go to a draw because Stardom usually does that now, and it would be so weird. Oh but no! You could, like you could Why definitely you see them that? doing it. Like I could see Saya and I Tam mean, yeah, fifteen. It's...
1: But oh, oh well, yeah, fifteen isn't that bad. But oh, like even like I can see like say Ida against literally anybody else in a fifteen minute match probably wouldn't even be that bad. But, mm-hmm. again, yeah. I feel like that wouldn't mesh well. And then Jumbo versus versus Mina is not going to mesh well enough to go 15 either. Um, so, yeah, I'm not... Man,
0: they probably will <laughs> do that. Yeah. That sucks. I hate it here. <laughs> uh, so, the next match, then, is uh, Don Del Mondo. It's uh, Julia, Siri, Micah, and Natsupoy against Oedo Tai of uh b Priestley, konami natsuko torah and saki kashima uh this is kind of an interesting match because like both teams are kind of they have a bit of a wave of momentum obviously ddm is ddm so they always kind of are strong uh way to tie um i mean they like b won the belt at yokohama and obviously konami joined them so they're kind of hot right now as well um i feel like this is one of those where stardom will avoid having a winner and a loser because I don't think they want any of these eight people to lose, so it'll probably just be fucking a disqualification again. Look, because I Man. think Saki Kashima, like, Kashima's right there, as is Micah, but they really are leaning on these DQs and false finishes lately. So I could see this going to a disqualification, which would be quite disappointing, to be honest. But it's in line with what Stardom's done Maybe... lately.
1: It's possible for Saki to just lose, but disqualification is far more likely. Because, like, even back in the day when Tide didn't throw disqualifications all the time, uh, it was usually in like four-on-four matches that they did. So, um, this would probably be like the best spot for a DQ. Um, and that sucks. Cause I really wish they just stopped doing DQs so much, but you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I definitely would have. I definitely would just have Saki lose personally, but it it you know it's how they are i guess
0: yeah um the next match is one of the more exciting matches it's a uh, goddess of stardom tag league it's momo versus aphrodite uh I-, I hope people remember these two teams had a match in june i think it was they went to a 20 minute draw everybody really liked it uh so
1: it one of the few draws that were really good
0: Yeah, like you trust at least three of these four people to go twenty, and I think Saya obviously has more experience going long now. So I feel like she can go. And then they,
1: and then they put the fourth one in a bunch of long, long ass matches in the five star. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, like I just saw about that. Like they had they had the four of them draw, and like they all went long, and it was a good match. And they're like, oh wow, these three women are really good at. Going long, let's make the other one go 19 minutes in every one of her matches. And it, it...
0: you say that like <laughs> Utami didn't draw like three times. <laughs> What's up? Utami drew like twice, yeah, as well, yeah, that's to true be case. fair. Um, gel, yeah, like I think this match will be pretty good given that uh, Utami and have had more time to gel as a team. And obviously, like, there would have been some ring rust on that show in June because I think it was the very first show back. So all four of them now are probably better than they were. So I think if they don't have this go 20, like, this could be, like, a really, really good match. And even if it does go long, I could see them pulling out a really good match. But I I hope there's a winner just because, like, if you have Aphrodite go two draws and a loss to start the league, it's kind of crap, to be fair. I
1: honestly see Momoa winning though, um, mm-hmm. and then a- Aphrodite probably goes on a tear afterwards. But just because I feel like that's a match that they are really pushing, um, like because it is on a and I think it's the only tag league match on the and show, isn't it? Like, am I yeah. just dumb? Like we just reviewed the entire thing and there was no yeah. Um, so it it's a pretty big match, and I think this is the match that they're going to do coming out of the of the tag league. Um, so I can definitely see, even if, even if neither of them win the tag league, uh, whoever does win, uh, will probably get beaten by Aphrodite and then this will be the match. Um, I imagine on like either like fucking in the Sendai show or at the, um, at the big show, um, on November 28th or on whatever, they're, they're probably, this is probably going to be a match for a big show at some point in the next couple months. So I imagine Azumi and Momo win so that they have a stake to the titles. Cause Plus, you know, uh, I feel like everybody's just waiting for Momo to get another belt again because she hasn't had a belt in a year and a half now. And it's really weird because she's Momo. But so I think this would be a good, even though she'd lose again, probably. And that would suck because that's like the 19th title match that she's lost. I feel like um, a tag title match is definitely the money match between Momoa and Aphrodite.
0: Yeah, and I think there's actually an interesting divide here because, like, Momo and Azami are obviously much longer tenured in Queen's Quest than Utami and Saya. Like, Utami and Saya, despite being older, represent, like, the new Queen's Quest, um, whereas Momo and Azmir are like traditional Queen's Quests, and I think that's an interesting aspect to the match. um just maybe just for me to be honest, but i I quite like that kind of split, whereas like Momo and Azmir um, have to prove that they're still like better.
1: I mean, yeah, like look at look at the first second episode of this of this very podcast. Um, I was talking about how it's really weird that the q q b team is Queen's Quest. Like, because Momo and Azumi are Queen's Quest. They have been Queen's yeah. Quest for years. And it's like, they're the B-team. And that's really weird. Um, And I was talking about that, you know, from the very jump. That's like, um, Aphrodite, who we now know is named Aphrodite, um, which is a dope-ass name, I'm going to say as much as I fucking can, because I love that name. Um, Aphrodite is really the, like, like, people would expect them to be the B-team. Because Sayakamitani is a bit newer, um, Utami isn't really. Up until this point, we really didn't see her as a tag wrestler. Um, she was more a wrestler who was in tag teams, uh, and they and Utami was on her way to the top, and Sayakamitani had other things to do. And they were just like, no, they're going to be the tag team, and they're going to be great, and we're going to like it. And they became a tag team, and they were great, and we all like it. But it is still a definite like there's still a definite spot for Azumi and Momo to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and I think that's a reasonable, like, story to go with. Obviously, there's no, like, breaking up. I don't want them to break up or anything. But the divide of, like, oh, so it's like, like, we, we've been here since fucking EO Shirai made this shit. Like, we, we've been here for a minute, and then y'all are just, like, the tag champs. I'm gonna take your belt. Like, you know, pal. Like, it, Like, I feel like there's definitely a... A story to be told, regardless of how aggressive they want to tell it, um, is up to them. But I definitely agree with you that there's that story of like old guard of of Queen's Quest against the new guard of Queen's Quest. Even if they still work together, they still love each other. They're still a group because I don't want anything to happen to them, um, like as a group. But it's definitely a story to be told in the near future.
0: Definitely, and I definitely think, especially with uh, Momo's kind of regression, it's definitely a story that you could tell. Tammy's like, right, this this is mine now, like I'm better than you, which would be a really interesting thing just because of how Queen's Quest is based around competition and being the best. I think that could be a fun story, but I don't think they're gonna tell that yet. Um still though, high expectations for this match. It's one of the two matches that will be needed to carry the show, um, which I think stardom is showing their hand a little bit with their approach to these Corkins nowadays. Like, they're very much B-shows, and the tour shows are, like, the C-shows. And then, obviously, the big, big events are where all the focus is, because, like, the last Corkin and this one and probably the next one are real, like, one or two match shows with, like, interesting singles matches thrown in, but not a lot happening.
1: And that's a bit difficult given COVID. Like, even though Japan is, is pretty, is more or less, like, you know, past it to a certain degree, um knock on wood, but, you know, it's, like, it's still, there's certain restrictions there, and I feel like if they had the entire year of shows, it would have been a lot more seamless, but I feel like once they came back, they had, like, one or two big Korakins, and then they were like, oh, yeah, Corkin who? Who gives a fuck? I don't care. Like, and that, like, that just became, like, Corkin just became the like you said, the B-show very quickly. Um, and I feel like there's not enough big shows, like big, big shows. And not even that there's not enough, it just feels like the schedule is really weird at this point in time, you know what I mean? So um, it's it's a weird looking at it where it's like, oh, so don't expect too much of Corkin shows, but there's, oh yeah, there's this show on... On November 28th and it's like uh, you know because a lot of them are rescheduled from the summer or from you know like whatever so we don't know all the dates like we do every other year because usually they announce all the dates at like the beginning of the year basically um whereas now it's all fumbled up so it's it's sort of jarring to like look at it from like a schedule point of view and to be like oh so Corkins just don't matter anymore and it's sort of out of nowhere. And literally eight months ago, running a good Korkin hall was the pinnacle of what Stardom could do. And now they're, they just don't give a fuck. And it's 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 really weird, just like how things have moved um, with the coronavirus and with all of the things that have happened and where we're at now. Um, but yeah, so corkins do sort of need to be carried by two matches, and I think that this corkin is going to be carried by the main event. More than anything, Alex. And I feel like you definitely feel the same way.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we have the rematch of what is my current match of the year, I'm the third match in the series. We have the Ace of Marvelous, Takumi Aroha, against the Ace of Stardom, Mayu Iwatani. Uh This is a big, big match. Like, this is their obviously their third match in the series. Um, Takumi beat Mayu earlier in the year. They're two of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, I had. I'm so excited for this, and there's so many possibilities to me. I don't know if I'm just biased, but I don't know who's winning genuinely, and I don't know if you feel the same.
1: Not at all. I don't know how the fuck you don't know who's winning.
0: <laughs> because why? Like, why would you bring in Marvelous and not have them have an outsider title run? Like, why wouldn't you have Takumi win, fly the Marvelous flag, and then have her roster integrate with Stardom as they're obviously going to do? You know, and I think. If you have Takumi as champion, you can you have a lot of fresh big matches, and you're not burning anything off, and it gives you time to build up everything else. Because if Takumi Iroha wins the belt, she has Momo waiting to challenge her. Obviously, she's Utami, but then DDM is going to want a piece of her. Um, like Tam will probably want a piece of her. Like, there's going to be so many fresh matches for Kumi to have that would sell pretty well, especially if she's maybe just on the Karkins, and then you can have. Like whomever, maybe Julia's defenses or whatever are on the bigger shows. Like, it's a sound strategy.
1: You were a big Brock Lesnar fan,
0: weren't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love I love. <laughs> he was. He oh, was I amazing. could tell. I could tell. WWE fans oh, yeah, he... did not know what they had with this dude. Like, he was so good, and his title reigns were so interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're. I feel like the thing is is that uh, this is more like up to you because you're the big Marvelous fan. So Takumi like integrating into the Storm roster, obviously not like getting signed away because she is Marvelous still. But like well, she um, owns Marvelous now, so like, like I don't yeah, think yeah, she can I know, I know. But but you know, like like her being away from Marvelous to do that, like, would you be cool with that? Because I feel like some people are sort of crazy about that type of shit. Like, even Actually, though she'll I, still be around Marvelous. So I don't think it's really that big of a deal. But still, like, do you go know what I
0: mean? See, I don't think she'd miss that many shows. Because Marvelous don't run all that often, to be honest. Like yeah, that's, true. And that's true. You could easily have her miss one or two big shows and just have, like, a Julia match and a tag title match. Like, she could be there for a lot of them. And then, obviously, like, Marvelous will get something in return out of this. Like, they usually run Cork and Hall around the end of the year so i mean if they did that then you could have a world of stardom title match on the marvelous Corkin and i think that would be a big draw for them
1: yeah and like you said they are
0: what's their record it's one and one right it's uh takumi one and the draw yeah
1: so wait yeah that's not possible that's not how wrestling works alex what they aren't going to have Mayu lose to Takumi twice and never be, well, they, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know, I, I don't see that happening, because, um, you know, just basic math fundamentals, uh, or wrestling fundamentals in math, I guess, but I, I, I don't see it happening for uh, many reasons, but that's one of them. Uh, I think that your hopefulness is very admirable because I have no hope out of wrestling anymore, and I respect that you have hope for your favorite wrestler from a different company to win the top belt of a different company who is owned by the road of all people. Like, like I, I, I admire your your hope and your, you know, optimism, but I don't know about it. I don't know about
0: all that. Uh, Yeah. Sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like, logically, Mayu wins, but, like, I just... I would love to see an outsider title run in Stardom because obviously, like the last one would have been Miko's, and that was pretty cool. And I always think outsider title runs are pretty good because you have the fresh matches. So I just really want somebody not from Stardom to win the belt for once.
1: But it would be pretty crazy if just like you find out like what what is it Sunday morning or Sunday yeah whatever I I don't know I've time zones whatever if you just if i found out like in the middle of the night and it's just like oh yeah it's Rose Rose the new champ. it's like what the fuck like who, like like that just happened like because it, it like this one like i don't know it feels a lot less promoted than some other shows and i think again that's probably just um because of just like covid ways that it's like sort of like everything's weirdly promoted at this point in time um and it's just like Whatever, maybe I'm just like out of it a little bit more because fucking G1 is fucking up my life. Um, but it's it it feels a little bit like more out of out of right field or out of left field, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but man, that would be hilarious. I would I would I wouldn't be upset, you know. And it's like as a huge Mayu fan, somebody who's like a Mayu ride or die, even if she isn't like my favorite, she's literally the goat. It's not literally one of the goats, whatever. Uh, We can get to the discussion another time, I don't feel like it. But she is really (laughs) amazing, and it's, like, seeing her lose, I don't, like, I don't, like, somewhere in my heart, I'm, like, I don't want her to ever lose that belt. Like, that's just, like, that's my true feeling, is that it's, like, I don't think I ever want her to lose it. Like, it's just, like, like that just, like, like, I don't know, it's a really weird position to have, because, like, if Azumi was facing Mayu tomorrow for the belt, I'd probably want Azumi to win, but at the same time, it's like I don't want Mayu not having the belt, because I feel like she rules. But at the same time, if Takumi wins, that would also be pretty dope. And it would also probably mean that Mayu wins it back at some point. So I would be down for either. Uh, maybe that's the big uh, the big uh, anniversary show match, is that Mayu triumphs over Marvelous, and she gets her baby back um, on her 10th anniversary. Who knows, maybe that that, that could probably work.
0: Yeah, especially because they have a history, like they were in the same faction together in like 2015, so like there is history there, and I think that'd be a good mini story for Mayu and for star- Stardom, because obviously like Utami could get elevated with a great match with Takumi, and then she's a main eventer, and then Mayu winning the belt back on the anniversary is like Stardom wins, Stardom reigns tall on their 10th anniversary. Like, I think it would be a pretty good match. Like I I don't see the problem with it, you know. But yeah, I like Maya's going to win. Like <laughs> I I am Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. She is. And I, and like I said, I don't want her to ever lose that fucking belt, so I'm happy for it. But, yeah. <laughs> but but like you but yeah, I think that could be a good story if they wanted to go that way. I don't think they want to go that way, and we know that Bushy Road uh with Stardom is very much like this is what we're doing, and fuck you if you don't want us to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to push forward, and we don't give a fuck. And this is our direction, and it will probably end up well, but on the way, y'all are going to be real mad at us. And that's been literally everything they've done this year. Uh, so I don't see them, you know, throwing a swerve in because they are very, very like, this is exactly what we're going to do. Um, and I feel like I feel like it's it's difficult, and this is a whole nother tangent, Because you know we're only how many minutes in, and I I think I think this could be a tangent episode. I'm I'm happy to tangent a little bit. Um, I feel like it's it's a transition into more New Japan style booking, and personally, I enjoy New Japan booking. Uh, but that's just me, and I think that the issue here is that it hasn't been a seamless transition. Um, because it's very obvious that it's obvious if that makes sense, where it's like. In New Japan, everything happens very almost boringly, and it all happens very, like, uniform, and it's all very, like, exactly what you think is going to happen happens, right? And in a way, that's good, because it's like, oh, like, I can, like, look at this in a more just, like, you know, it, it doesn't require you to be, like, like on your fucking toes, getting ready for a swerve or getting ready for a random shit. But it also prevents that, like, rookie Goto is never going to win a belt. And I feel like they're in the middle for stardom, where it's like, it used to be a bit more sporadic, and they're toning it down into more of, like, formulaic and just exactly what you'd expect is going to happen. And it's just in that weird phase where it's like, it's not all set up properly yet. And it's all just kind of weird. And it's all kind of clumbled together a bit. And it sort of deflates matches like this. Because it's like, you know that Road's probably not going to put the belt on Takumi. But it also, you know, makes it more structured in that it's like, oh, like, Jumbo beat Julia. Now Jumbo's going to get that match. And then like it's like, you know, like all, all of that bullshit math stuff that, you know, tournaments and all that, whatever. Like, it's... It's a give and a take, and right now I feel like it's more negative than it is positive. But over time, it could become a better... I don't know if I'm just talking on my ass with saying that, but or if you feel it too,
0: but... um, I'm not sure I'd go with New Japan Booking.
1: Mm. Maybe not New Japan Booking, just a more, like, uh, less sporadic booking, where it's like it's a lot more formulaic, like I said. You know, like, it's it's a lot more just, like, straight to the point. Uh, you know, the match that they wanted to run was Tan vs. Julia, and guess what? They ran it, and they ran it a lot, and it's like nothing's going to stop them from keep running it because that's the match that they want, um, and that's the money match that they see. Uh, you know, like, like that type of thing where it's like they have a direction, and... They are not going to stray from that direction unless they absolutely have to. Um, you know, and I feel like that's that's more so what I meant than like, they're, they are becoming New Japan in their booking style. Because obviously, Ghetto hasn't got his grubby hands on this yet.
0: Yeah, it's like I think I got what you mean there. It feels like Road was like, oh, this is what's working in New Japan. Let's do it for stardom. And I kind of get that because even like as we've said, the tag matches got a lot more formulaic. Uh, Oedo Tai are basically just a Bullet Club tribute act at this stage, um, and the matches have got longer in similar methods to New Japan. So I I do kind of get what you're saying there, and things have definitely been um I wouldn't say boring, but like a hundred percent like predictable, and like they do things. Because they have an end goal in mind, even though they maybe don't take the best route there, like with the the Tokyo Cyber Squad uh going away thing, like they booked the Tokyo Cyber Squad. Oh, if TCS loses, then they're gone. And then TCS just won and put their future on the line again. Which is something that I could definitely see somebody doing in New Japan, given like they had that whole Naito and evil thing where like they had the belt for like thirty days or some shit because dude
1: it's it's getting happen. even crazier, bro. there's another bull club civil war about to happen like it's like yeah, like that's exactly what I mean, where it's like it's like so just like like it's not like you know, like, oh, I didn't expect it. It's more like, huh, they decided to go that way to get to exactly where I expect them to go, you know what I mean, and it's like that's that's the difference between like old stardom or other companies even and Bushy Road more formulas that it's like the route you might get surprises on the way but it's like you know where this is going and if it doesn't go that way it's kind of weird like with the Tam stuff that I was talking about earlier where it's like oh I kind of expected Tam to like win the belt at some point and now she's just sort of there like she just sort of exists and that's sort of a weird like they didn't really pay that part off but it's because they are going with Julia, and it's like you know Julia's gonna win everything, and she's gonna keep, like I don't know. Maybe, again, it's always possible. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and members of the non-specific, you you always it never. I'm I could always be talking out my ass. Like it's always possible. Like it's 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 usually it's actually not even just possible. It's usually the case. Um. So
0: yeah. So don't don't don't. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I definitely see some influence that this isn't the stardom that we knew. So I think you have a point there. Like, them throwing these random mid card singles matches on Corkins does not feel like something stardom has ever done. And it feels like a New Japan thing. And, like, I definitely get where you're coming from here. Like, I don't think you're out of left field because I think anyone can see it, the changes that have happened. What I hope is that it doesn't become as like boringly repetitive as new japan because like new japan just feels like it's the same matches every six months to me as somebody who like watches twitter going to meltdown every time two dudes do the same spots and i'm just kind of like i don't want that for stardom because stardom obviously has a much smaller roster a much smaller roster of like really talented people i don't want them just giving away matches and then in two years' time, we're watching Utami and Saya Kamatani wrestle for like the sixth time. Like, I, I don't want that to happen.
1: Sixth it, is it generous, could. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, um, geez, yeah. How many
0: times did Abushi and Naito wrestle in that like three year period? Yeah, exactly. It was
1: ridiculous. Exactly. I think it's like, I think they're up to like 10 or 11 now. Jesus uh, Christ. And it's been like Same two was so half years. Same with Okada and then.
0: Tanahashi, wasn't it? They wrestled like 50 times. And it was like, what do well, you think?
1: That made? That, that made a little bit more sense. Because it's like. No, it,
0: didn't. Their, it their, really their, didn't. their
1: entire, the entire point of that was like, oh, we're going to wrestle each other like a million times. And out of a million, whoever wins more, that's the better wrestler being Okada. Uh, this is a stardom podcast, Alex. I don't know why you brought up Tanahashi, but uh, that's on you.
0: Uh, Tanashi has lovely hair, and we should appreciate it on a Joshi podcast. I love it. Yeah, hair that's, that's is dr- amazing.
1: His hair is pretty
0: great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love Tanashi. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, you made me sad by bringing up New Japan because honestly, if Stardom turns into <laughs> New Japan with women, I just I don't think I could watch it because New Japan is so off putting to me. As somebody who used to be a fucking super fan, like, I used to watch all of that shit. I used to analyze it and I used to be like oh oh he he did this move and and he didn't do this move and in the next match he's gonna do the move that he didn't do and he might kick out and it'll get a really big pop I, I was super into it and now everything from the booking to the layout to the matches is just so off-putting to me and I think if stardom copies that I might just end up being like right no more stardom because I just if I don't like a promotion anymore like I can't force myself to watch it like I just totally go off it. Because it's happened before, like, Progress used to be my favorite promotion ever. And then... (laughs) I know. And then, like, it's not shit. And I was like, right, I'm never watching this crap again. (laughs) And the same happened to New Japan. Because, yeah, Yeah. I stopped, like, in New Japan. I was like, right, that's it. I'm never watching this again. So
1: Progress. Let's not talk about Progress. Because, man, like, like, I never liked Progress. But, like, the three wrestlers I liked... I now know I should not have liked oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's like it's like <laughs> and, Eddie Kinks. and Eddie Kinks was also there so let's, move on. let's move on I
0: don't think there's anything to move on to we've, uh, uh, we've yeah, reviewed the of, two yeah. shows we've reviewed both of the shows uh, we knew this would be a smaller show because obviously like the tag league there's nothing like groundbreaking for us to say about three star tag matches there is not a lot announced for this weekend that is of note and there wasn't even much, like, big news for us to kind of discuss, except for that sponsored show. But Even then, that's a sponsored show, like, there's probably very little risk in running that.
1: And it's a month and a half away, so we don't really know much about it other than it's happening.
0: Yeah, I just, I think it'd be interesting to see, like, what kind of card they put together, because, I uh, like, they have, as I said, a number of big shows and, like, a 30-day stretch, and I don't, Know how many matches they have that would sell a lot of tickets, but I don't know that remains to be seen, I guess.
1: Indeed, uh, yeah, they are doing pretty well with tickets lately, and it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable because you know, like moving forward, like we were, everybody was pretty worried about like how they were going to do in like Yokohama and like and all these things, and they have been pretty solid, like the Shinkaba show was. The first like decline in attendance like COVID era wise that i've seen um so that's pretty solid like i think they're doing pretty good with attendance i feel like uh i feel like if they just like keep things interesting and they don't plateau i think that stardom could be like on their way to a huge year next year um and that's a bit and that's a while's away. But it's like going into the year end and going to the new year. I feel like next year could be a huge year for stardom, um if they don't blow it. And that's a big if cuz you never fucking know with these people. Um you know the road will do what the road wants to do. If it's right, it'll hit. If it's wrong, we might not be doing this podcast in a year's time. So we never really know. But for now, I enjoy it and I hope you enjoy it as well. Even if I am still, I just finished the Crazy Bloom match. Uh, and it was really good. It was really good, guys. You should go watch it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Azumi stepped on Micah's toes. It was a lot. Like, literally. Literally stepped on, my, on Micah's toes, and it was great. Um, I loved it. She also kicked the cameraman. That also. <laughs> okay. It was an accident. Was like, she was going, getting out of the ring. She's getting out of the ring, and like she kicked <laughs> She he, like backed
0: up. It was great. Uh, yeah. That is so, pretty yeah. fun um i think yeah, yeah no you made a good say. point you definitely make a good point about like uh i think we start. wait did we did we oh go ahead go ahead sorry no go on well, i was
1: gonna say did we just make our 60 minute time limit or are we about to about to reach it i think we just we're reached.
0: We're two it. minutes over
1: yeah but we have what you have to cut some shit out so i think we might oh, like cut shit. this out so that we're you know like it's, it's like make it, like, exactly 60 minutes. I'm gonna make this hard for you. Like, you're not going to do this because you don't <laughs> listen to a word that I fucking say.
0: But... <laughs> but, you're like, are okay, just go on. <laughs> um, okay, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah, make a good know. point about 2021 stardom. Uh, it could be a big year. I assume they'll make more signings. They We might see some returns. Like, I think they've got money, and they've got drawing power that the other promotions just simply don't have as much as we probably want them to. Like I don't think Tokyo Joshi Pro could sell a thousand and seven tickets to Yokohama. Maybe they could, but I don't know. Uh, Ice Ribbon is the same. Like I know next year they're not running a big Yokohama show, which is the first time they've done that in a while. Cause they usually, they used to run the cultural gymnasium every year and that would draw pretty well. Um, but yeah, like I think, but we're just seeing stardom really start to outpace the the competition in the Joshi scene. For better or for worse, I hope they don't just hoover up talent, but I'm sure they have every right to, even if it might not be fun from a fan perspective, as somebody who watches as much Joshi as I can. Like there's no like you could you can't stop Stardom from signing people, even if we don't want them to. But I think definitely if they do make big signings like next year could be just amazing. Um so yeah, be interesting to see.
1: Will Kyrie Sade become real? No.
0: <laughs> We're not doing that. Stardom
1: quest. Oh God. That's all I wanted to say about that. We can we could
0: Right, well, there's no point in us uh, forcing this much longer. Uh, I think our mics are starting a sink now anyway, so it's probably for the best. But yeah, we're yeah, fun. thanks for fun. listening. <laughs> we really are. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, this was uh, probably a more standard episode just because there's not a lot to talk about. We'll be back next week to review at Kumi versus Mayu and all the goings down of the Tag League. But with that, leave today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Joe.